Too much Reddit, too little time? MyRed stacks your subreddits side by side. It's a Reddit reader that squishes more Reddit into your screen. Get a free trial today at MyRed.com. On today's show, we preview a pivotal game for your Charlotte Hornets against the Brooklyn Nets tonight. And the Hornets were back at practice yesterday. Who is Miles Plumley fitting in with most? We'll have the answer. We're talking about practice. That's right. And we talk more Hornets before 9 a.m. than most people do all day. You are locked on Hornets. You are locked on, locked on, locked on Hornets. Your daily Charlotte Hornets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome into Locked On Hornets on this Tuesday. Charlotte Hornets news and analysis in your podcast feed every day whenever you need it. Today's episode is brought to you by SeatGeek. Download the SeatGeek mobile app and use our promo code LOHORNETS to get $20 off your first ticket purchase. I'm Doug Branson, joined by the man, the myth, the legend. Always glad to have him, David Walker. Your words. Those are your words, Doug. (laughs) You are a humble, humble co-host, and I appreciate (laughs) it. Uh, We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Head over to iTunes, search Locked On, and find podcasts on the NBA, the NFL, golf, fantasy sports. It's the fastest-growing podcast network in the world. Great show ahead for you today. We've got a segment all about the Hornets getting back to practice, trying to get ready for this game tonight against The Brooklyn Nets will have a preview of that game as well. And we've got Locked On Hornets live tonight on YouTube, youtube.com forward slash Locked On Hornets, where we will be giving away four tickets to the February 11th game against the Los Angeles Clippers. Kemba night. Yeah, that's Kemba Walker night. And it was going to be a night where they gave away a starting lineup action figure, which I have one in front of me, David, and I'm going to do the same thing I did with the Nick Batum uh, action figure on the show tonight. I'm going to open it and just really, you're going to hear the the thousand screams from collectors everywhere. <laughs> Worst episode ever. I'm going to do it. You know why? Because <laughs> life is short, and I don't want to, uh, I don't want to perish without knowing that I got to um, at least hold this Kimball Walker action figure. So, okay, so I'm going to open that. Um, but that's not the only thing that's going on on this February 11th game. Um, this You'll like this, David. Uh, a Kimball Walker Hornets jerseys, like the official ones that are, that are $300, are going to be $150. That's like what? swingman prices. I like that. I like that. Well, <laughs> I like you know, that. And now, now they're in clear-out mode. they got to get rid of these these old adidas jerseys that's right for the new ones but still i'll take a i'll take a 150 dollars official jersey i mean it's just a different it's just going to be a different emblem now 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 is this um is this just at the game did you say is this going on now no it's it's at the february 11th game against the clippers so (laughs) so just during that game just during that game at the fan shop so listen watch the point of all this is watch locked on hornets live tonight six o'clock p.m youtube.com forward slash locked on hornets and get a chance to win four tickets to this buzz city night a five o'clock tip so uh it'll be i think it's what saturday five o'clock that's my kind of tip that's (laughs) that's right in my wheelhouse 
All right, time for a new segment on the show. We're talking about practice, Hornets practice. We're talking about practice. We will be perfect, perfection, perfection in every aspect of the game. What are we talking about? Practice, practice. You like that, D? Like that new? I was about to say, Doug, I didn't know what I was missing in my life, but it was Denzel matched up with Allen Iverson. That was fantastic. Well, listen, I I try. I try to please here on the show. All right, let's start. So we've got four clips here from practice. Let's start with Coach Clifford. Uh, Coach, what do you you have the guys running today? What what are the hashtag squad goals for the team? Basic defensive fundamentals is what we worked on today. It's going to be the key to the rest of our season, and uh, guys did a good job with it. Um, We did some off film. We did a lot on the floor. We actually did, for this time of year, we did a lot of contact today, and it's what we need to do. David, getting back to fundamentals, does that concern you at all? I mean, it's it's pretty late back in the game to, to get into to fundamentals. Yeah, I was going to say, but not really when you know what this team is all about and what they've been missing. I mean, that that's it, really, especially on the defensive end, as Clifford mentioned. So it's important for them to get back to basics because really, I mean, like we've seen, that's about the only way they're going to win. When they're not good on that end of the floor, they have to be – superb to excellent on the offensive end of the floor and so they have to get back to basics yeah and it should be noted that they are trying to integrate miles Plumley into the True. equation as well all right and, hey speak, yeah. speaking of a miles Plumley, let's hear from the new guy what do you think about your new squad we got a lot of guys that can you know shoot um pass uh, kemba obviously you know real athletic guard um, i like playing out pick and roll games so i think i'm excited to see what can happen with him uh, today, Nick already hit me with a nice lob, so um, I think it's going to come together nicely. Nick Batum already getting the new guy involved. David, who do you see Miles developing the best relationship with moving forward? Well, it seems like that guy because we've mentioned his similarities to Cody Zeller, and you see how successful Cody and Nick are in that pick-and-roll game. So I look forward to seeing Nick slide down a place with some of the twos a bit and like I said, you put him in that pick and roll in place of Spencer Hawes, and I think you're going to see a, a big, big different result. Yeah, and we've seen Nick Batum play a lot with that bench unit, especially early in the game when Miles Plumley will be at his, you know, most energetic as he works to get his conditioning uh, back into order. So I think even early on, you're going to see Nick Batum and Miles Plumley run similar things that Nick Batum runs with Cody mm-hmm. Zeller. Okay, let's check in with Captain Courageous Kimball Walker. This week is all about him. He's trying to get his team back on track, but he'll also be one of the main attractions in New Orleans for All-Star Weekend. Kimba, you're in the three-point shooting contest. Are you ready to win this thing or what? You know, it's, it's fun. You know, it's always fun. Um, you know, I'm, I'm happy and honored that I even have a, the opportunity to be to be a part of that. Um, so, I mean, it, it'll be fun. <laughs> he said it's going to be fun. Um, I, I got I'm a, that. I think yeah, I'm, yeah, I got that. I think I'm backing down my expectations of Kimba Walker winning this thing because I think he is the kind of guy that isn't concerned. Like, he's he's honored to be selected, but I don't know if he's concerned necessarily with, with winning it because he's got a lot on his plate right now. I don't think I don't he's see him practicing for now. the all-star three-point contest is what I'm saying. They better put some racks up for him so he can get used to it. <laughs> racks out, racks out, racks. We, yeah, we want to avoid a Gerald Wallace dunk contest situation here. So we want at least, I think, one round advancing would be fun. And then I think that's when it kicks in for these guys, right? They, they get competitive 
Um, but that's Kemba. He's not going to go out there and say, I've always wanted to be in the three-point contest. It's a dream come true. You know what I mean? No, I, I totally agree. I, I think his focus is on getting this team uh, to the playoffs and and getting them out of this losing streak. So, again, I just don't see him taking any time. You, we know he's a gym rat, and I just don't see him taking any time uh, to uh, practice for the three-point contest. And I, it is different. Del Curry mentioned it's different shooting off of racks mm-hmm. as opposed to you know shooting in games. So I think one of the, maybe one of these other guys that isn't in condition, like a uh, Nick Young, could be a contender in this one uh, because they may have a little extra time on their hands when their team isn't oh, contending. Geez. I'm just saying! I'm just saying! Shots! Um, hey, Doug, real quick, quick question, That's a Doug. sick that's burn. A sick yeah. burn. A sick <laughs> you, know, you know, you can put the money ball rack wherever you want. Now, mm-hmm. where do you think Kemba would like to put that? Well, he's, you know, he's actually not shooting uh, from the very top of the three-point line, the above-the-break spot. I mean, he's mm-hmm. really not shooting uh, particularly well there. It's to the left or the right where he gets that screen. So mm-hmm. maybe it's there. I think it's there. Yeah. I yeah. Think to, it's on to the, the right, to the, the left, to the right of that very top one. Yeah. I think yeah. that. Um, okay. Real quick. We've got one more uh, clip from practice, but I got to tell you about this. You know, David, this losing streak for the Charlotte Hornets has been frustrating, but it's not nearly as frustrating as buying tickets online for sports and concerts. It's been a confusing process for a very long time. It's always been hard to find the best deal for that game or that show you want to go to. And the problem is none of the older ticket sites, they don't want to do anything about it. But SeatGeek is different, folks. They've, they've come along and created an amazing app and website that makes it easier than ever for fans to buy and sell tickets. And it's even easier with this free SeatGeek app. It's the only app that I personally use on my phone to get tickets uh, because, first of all, you can, you can scan it right on the app. That's cool. Uh, but I just used it the other day to look up some tickets for the weekend. They're coming to Charlotte in May. And, David, the weekend is playing on a Wednesday. The weekend, right. The weekend that's where, the is weekend playing on a Wednesday. On it doesn't Wednesday, feel Wednesday. right. It doesn't feel right, but it's but that's happening. Also, I'm looking for train tickets as well. I'm a, I'm a huge train fan. Oh, I don't, my gosh. That's a, it's we a, learned so much on this show. Well, listen, I, I hey, you know, they, they, were, they were popular when I was first, you know, sort of getting into music. And, um, you know, they've, they still put out, the occasional radio hit. Anyway, that's beside the point. <laughs> here's, <laughs> here's the best part. If you listen to this show, you're going to get a $20 rebate off uh, your first purchase. To get your $20 rebate on tickets, here's what you got to do. Download the SeatGeek app, go to the settings tab, and click add a promo code. Enter promo code LO Hornets. That's LO Hornets. SeatGeek will send you $20 after you've made your first purchase. So download the SeatGeek app right now and enter promo LO Hornets and get your train tickets. Maybe they'll play some of the old stuff. Of course, they're going to play Meet Virginia, but maybe they'll play some stuff off of My Private Nation. Mostly old stuff. For me, it's you. Come on. (laughs) The one train fan that listens to this show is really appreciating this right now. Um, okay, back to um, back to our practice uh, clips. Final clip here from Frank Kaminsky, who gave us a little insight into the struggles that he's had this season. Frank says it's all about approach, not being ready uh, for particular games. Let's hear from Frank. Um, I was going in there, going out in games and trying to get a feel for it. I uh, wasn't really prepared some games. It was pretty evident. Um, so just going out there and playing and trying to 
you know, be ready for every game, be mentally ready, be physically ready, and just going out there and playing my game. Mentally. Okay. Mentally ready. I, I think that's been the key for Frank Kaminsky because the physical will come. I mean, he, it's going to take him, and we knew this when he was drafted, it was going to take a few seasons for him to work into the body that he was eventually going to need to compete. It took Cody Zeller a few years. But mm-hmm. it's that mental aspect that that we've heard. We heard it from Chris Kroger. We've heard Steve Clifford talk extensively about uh, Frank Kaminsky. Uh, just sort of, I guess, no one said this explicitly, but it seems like he may be psyching himself out a little bit. Like overthinking it? Right. Yes, there's a little overthinking happening because the NBA game is especially for big men and really for for power forward specifically, I think it is is just so much more complex than the college game in terms oh, of yeah, of the yeah, pick yeah. and roll action that they have to face and the dribble handoff. I mean, you look you watch an NBA game, you watch the Nets play uh the Sixers. No, thank you. <laughs> well, okay, but if you watch that and then you watch Carolina versus um Virginia, and you're you're oh, going to see a much higher level at the NBA than of the two two of the worst teams than you will from that high level college basketball. And it has and uh, Clifford talked a little bit about this at practice. It's, it has nothing to do with coaching. I mean, you know, it just has to do with um, the the schemes that win in in college. Don't you don't necessarily need to be complex because you know you're not dealing with the cream of the crop, the best players in the world every night. Yeah, do you know how much probably goes into Frank's mental preparedness? You know, he's thinking about what defense he's got to stay in or, you know, the the strategy that Clipper puts in place. And this is, again, coming from a guy, yes, he's got a year under his belt, but four years at Wisconsin was the focal point of the offense. Things have changed a little bit for him. But, yeah, you have to be prepared. You have to be mentally prepared. You have to be locked in uh, every night because these are the best guys in the world. And if you aren't, you know, they're going to take advantage of it. So uh, I, I think this is, uh, you know, on one hand, it's good to hear that. But on the other hand, it's like, yeah, um, we need, yeah, you you need to be locked in and prepared on a nightly basis, right? That's what some of the stuff we hoped he was picking up from guys like Marvin Williams, who we talked about at the beginning of the season. So, I mean, that's what we saw in the last game. I thought he wasn't thinking as much, certainly not on offense to start the game. He started that game was super aggressive from the tip, scored, what, the ten first 10 points or so uh, for the Hornets in that game. So you saw the difference there. I mean, that 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 can help him. That's what they need from him. They need 10 to 15 points tonight, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, he has to be aggressive offensively and let that – it's tough because he needs that – I think he needs that offensive success to fuel him and lock him in for the rest of the yeah. game. And you don't you don't necessarily want that to be the case – but it it just may be the case for him. Uh, he's had a couple yeah. of good games to start February. Twenty four points against uh, the Warriors. He was nine of fourteen from the field. Uh, did hit two three pointers, seven rebounds, and then he followed that up with uh, the fifteen point performance against Utah. Six of fifteen from the field and knocking down fifty percent of his three point shots. And that's really the key, David. I mean, if he is locked in from the three point line, there's a lot that can be forgiven defensively. If if he's scoring consistently and it's sort of the opposite and, and uh, Clifford made a comparison between Frank and Cody in terms of just getting, taking a few years, being a little bit of a late bloomer uh, to, 
uh, to really recognize what it takes to be ready every night uh, in the NBA. Um, but it's kind of opposite because with Cody, uh, we I think there were expectations of him to be a stretch uh, power forward, and you know fans wanted him to shoot threes, and it didn't happen. Um, and then on the opposite side with Frank, it's they want him to be consistent from the three point line. But then if he's doing that, then we're not as frustrated with him in terms of his defense. So it's sort of it's sort of opposite with him and Cody right now, but but similar situations. Yeah, and I thought that you know as a starter, it would bear out that he was much more effective, and that's really not the case. I mean, if you go look at the numbers, and he's only started like what seven games this year, so you know it's a smaller sample size, but. I just think it, it looked like a different guy. Maybe it's not the starting so much. Maybe it's just him trying to lock in. But particularly in the last two games, you know, you can throw out some of the Warriors game. But in that Utah game, much more effective early on and an impactful player. I mean, Doug, that's what they've been missing this year, right, is those impactful performances on a nightly basis from the guys that aren't named Kimball Walker and Nick Batum, right? I mean, that's what we were saying. The season's going to hinge on if we can have a, one or two bench guys be a consistent uh, force uh, on a nightly basis. And it hadn't happened really so far, and that's why they're struggling. I thought he got a good matchup against Utah and Rudy Gobert. Uh, I thought that was one that sort of lent itself more to his skill set. I think he's going to be further challenged, though, uh, tonight against Brooke Lopez and the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, Cody Zeller, a couple of injury updates. Cody Zeller did some non-contact stuff. Uh, No no update really on his status. I don't. I don't personally expect him to play because he hasn't been able to get into practice at all and do any contact stuff. But I think at the same time, if if Stricker and um, Steve Stricker, the trainer, and Coach Clifford think he's ready to go, <laughs> then they're going to get him in there. Um, yeah. But if he doesn't play, then uh, Frank Kaminsky is going to have to go up against Brooke Lopez, who is averaging. Uh, let's see, 20 points, five rebounds, uh, one and a half blocks a game. And he does particularly well against uh, the Hornets. He's mm-hmm. averaging 21 points, uh, nearly 50% from the field. Uh, a, let's see, 3.7 assists, so he's moving the ball well. And then 1.7 blocks in 31 minutes against uh, the Hornets. And in that last game, David, he was physically dominant. I mean, he was getting inside in that third quarter when they made the comeback. And, and reeled yep. off several straight possessions. So it's going to be a challenge for Frank. It's official. Podcasts are where advertisers want to be. More and more people are listening to podcasts every day. And studies show that podcast listeners are some of the most engaged consumers out there. If you have a business or service, consider a sponsorship on Locked on Hornets. Rates are affordable and you'll be supporting the best Hornets talk anywhere. Send an email to buzzbuzz at lockedonhornets.com for more information. Yeah, and I think that's where you might see Miles Plumley come into play too. You know, in those third quarters, especially trying to get some physicality underneath the boards. Um, that's one thing Clifford Clifford mentioned after the Utah game. They're they're absolutely looking for him to do that. I mean, that's a big reason why he was brought in. More athletic guy who could go up there and at least cause some contact under the boards. So um, hopefully that will help out because yeah, I mean, Brooke Lopez just constantly gives the Hornets fits. He does, but the but on the other hand, David, the Nets stink. They're nine and uh, they're nine and uh, <laughs> that's what you call a counterpoint, Doug. That is a good comeback. Yeah, they they are not playing well right now. What nine and forty two on the season? The Nets are on a nine game losing streak. They've only won a one game in their last twenty contests. They are without Jeremy Lin, who reaggravated 
his uh, hamstring injury. But the one thing that the Nets can do, and they've done it against the Hornets, is score the basketball in bunches. Uh, they have Brooke Lopez, who can knock down threes and uh, bang down inside. Sean Kilpatrick uh, is plays well against the Hornets. He's uh, what had uh, 18 points per game in these three games off the bench. I mean, he's played really yeah. well against the Hornets, so that's a guy to watch. Uh, Bogdanovich had 26 points in that win that Brooklyn got over the Hornets after Christmas. So a lot of guys that can shoot. You got to pay attention to everybody, and you have to be locked in on defense. And Doug, the Hornets have given up. Let's see here. Um, I mean, they've given up 100 points to the Nets. What the last two times they've played? Yeah, 118 in the or 120 in the loss, and then 105 in that last contest back yeah, on January yeah. 21st. So yeah, they got to be better than that. I mean, that that goes for this is a pivotal game, right? Forward, I mean, but, it, yeah. you can't you can't look. I know both of these teams coming in here with losing streaks, but the Hornets absolutely have to break theirs tonight. Have to, have to. <laughs> I mean, this is it. Um, At they're home. Still gonna play it. Yeah, at home on a couple days rest even. Uh, sure, coming back. But, yeah, and I think you can't let those guys – like if Brook Lopez gets his 20, uh, that's, you know, to be somewhat expected. But you can't let the Kilpatricks, uh, the Bookers, you know, the other guys, especially on a, on a Nets team that, that is not good, uh, beat you on a night like tonight. And they've had some trouble kind of keeping those secondary guys under control. Yeah, and they're they're starting Isaiah Whitehead and Randy Foy, who um, in the last game in their last game combined for five points total. So if you're Kemba Walker and you're Nick Batum, win that battle early and, and jump on top of the Nets, and, and I think the Hornets will have a good opportunity. But I guarantee you uh, that the, the Nets are going to go on some offensive runs because they just know how to score the basketball, and so the Hornets will have to sustain that and. Uh, focus on what Steve Clifford said they focused on in practice yesterday, which is fourth quarter defense, playing good late. Uh, you hope the Hornets can put this thing uh, out of contention, but again, before the fourth quarter, but uh, you know, the Hornets uh, have not been playing well. And so, uh, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if they struggled a little bit in this game, but they have to find a way to get the victory. Uh, it's about, I mean, at this point, it's about mental toughness. I, I'm still thinking about that Super Bowl. And and how down and out the the New England Patriots were against the Atlanta Falcons, down twenty eight to three late in that game, and somehow uh, had that mental toughness uh, to work their way back and then get into overtime and win that win that football game. That's what sports is all about. It's about digging yourself out of holes. It's about having the mental toughness to say, okay, I understand what happened in these previous seven games, but th- th- there is still an opportunity to get into the playoffs. I mean, optimistically get into the seventh or sixth seed and and hope for a good matchup and play your best basketball the last 30 games of the season and surprise somebody like that's still on the table. Yeah. And you got to be telling yourself it can't get any worse at this point. Right. I mean, they really can't play much worse. Um, So they're, there's only one way to go. Um, They've got to rebound and they've got the East around them, which has been the savior. Let's be honest. They're in the East yeah, there's going to have some teams that are going through some rough stretches as well. So you have to count on that, but you got to do your job. And that starts with winning games you should win, most of all at home, which is tonight against the Nets, and they have to get this win. I think a lot of people out there are wondering what the deal is with the backup point guard situation. Will they stick with Brian Roberts? Will they give Ray McCallum a look? I, just based on what I heard from practice, 
and, and just knowing this team a little bit, I feel like it's going to be Brian Roberts for Me the too. foreseeable future. I, I just, I mean, I think that um, they brought Ray McCallum in to be a practice player, to compete, to uh, uh, make sure that, I mean, you have to have a body there um, to go up yeah. against in practice when you lose a guy. So, I think that's what bringing Ray McCallum in was about. It wasn't about finding an answer to their backup point guard position. If they want to do that, they can pursue that possibly in in the trade market. But I think I think <coughs> yeah. Brian Roberts has been around this organization for a long time. It's somebody that Steve Clifford trusts, and, and certainly he is the third point guard. So the expectations will have to match that when you watch him. But that's the situation. I wonder if they start to look at some of these uh, older veteran guys that are just out there, you know, like um, who are some of the names we bandied about last week, Doug, uh, Nate Robinson, Nate Robinson. Um, Don't say Baron Davis. Don't play with me. <laughs> Don't play with my heart. To, I was trying to think of someone else, but I mean, he's is Momo is Mo Williams still out there? Has he been picked up. up and dropped this morning yet? I don't um, know. I don't know. Play for but the I Hornets. Mean, he knows the, he knows a, the deal. There were, yeah, I, I feel that's... like there were a little hard feelings, though, uh, in that whole situation. Yeah, well, from well, the I did, side? well, when 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 Kimba Walker came back that year and uh, Mo Williams' playing time decreased, I felt like there was and not it wasn't like crazy explicit. It just felt right. like there were some because Mo Williams was playing so well, and I don't know. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I don't know what the relationship is, but I don't know if that's an option. But yeah, I'm maybe. thinking. Mo, I'm thinking if they called Mo, he'd be on the next flight to Charlotte. That's just my. That's your opinion, man. That's my opinion, bro. Okay. Uh, hey, watch Locked On Hornets live tonight. Justin Thomas, ESPN Charlotte, joins us live from Spectrum Center to give us a lowdown on what's going on uh, with the team. He's going to get a sense of uh, how the team is feeling heading into this game against uh, the Brooklyn Nets. Plus, we're giving away four tickets. To the game on Saturday, February 11th, Kimba Walker night against the Los Angeles Clippers. Um, and that will be a Saturday game, 5 o'clock p.m. tip. Also, we're going to do a game of under review. It's our version of true and false, basically. And one of those questions will be, can the Charlotte Hornets still make the playoffs? We will discuss, plus much more from the entire crew. Myself, David, uh, Calamity James. Captain Kurt, Zach on social media. It will be a fun time. Thanks so much for listening to this edition of Locked On Hornets here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks to our sponsor, SeatGeek. Download the SeatGeek mobile app and use our promo code LOHORNETS to get $20 off your first purchase. Follow us on Twitter at Locked On Hornets. Subscribe to us on iTunes. And while you're there, Give us a five-star review and help hardcore Hornets fans like yourself find this podcast. Shoot us your Hornets questions and your thoughts to buzzbuzz at LockedOnHornets.com. We're back again tonight, of course, and then tomorrow with much more on your Charlotte Hornets. For David, I'm Doug. Go Hornets. Go America. Beat the Nets. Let's swarm Charlotte. Like what you hear? Consider sharing this podcast with other Charlotte Hornets fans. The easiest way? Our new website, LockedOnHornets.com. There you can download the podcast, listen to our latest episodes, and check out Locked on Hornets live on Tuesdays at 6 p.m.